0: Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today, produced in association with the University of Southern California.
1: We start today with a good old-fashioned economic roundup. We'll move briskly on to the budget deficit and foreign aid, and we'll wrap things up with a special Valentine's Day listener email. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace.
0: Marketplace is supported by Reputation.com, helping businesses and professionals monitor, protect, and improve their online reputations. Reputation Defender is now Reputation.com. And by Chevrolet, maker of the new Volt, which plugs in anywhere and goes everywhere. Available in select markets. Details at ChevyVolt.com.
1: From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Wednesday today, the 16th of February. Good as always to have you with us. There are days in the business news cycle when you just have to stop and take a reading, figure out what the economic indicators are saying and what they mean in the grand scheme of things. Today's Exhibit A is a little number we like to call the Producer Price Index, also known as Wholesale Inflation. Last month, the core PPI rose the most it has in more than two years. And there have been some rumblings out there about how inflation is starting to spread and how that could force the Federal Reserve to pull back on its easy money policies. But there were some other numbers out today that our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon, tells us might provide some breathing room. Today's
2: wholesale inflation rise raised some eyebrows. That's because worry that easy money could lead to runaway prices has become a hotly debated issue. Just last week, the chairman of the Senate Budget Committee, Wisconsin Republican Paul Ryan, was lecturing Ben Bernanke to beware of his policy's potential effects. The inflation dynamic can be quick to materialize and painful to eradicate once
3: it takes hold.
2: The Fed chief has insisted prices are far from out of control. Last month's rise in the core inflation rate was just half a percent. But some economists see it as a harbinger of higher consumer prices. At Nerov Economic Advisors, Joel Nerov says policymakers will have to rethink whether they need to raise interest rates sooner than anticipated. The markets and most forecasters have expected the Fed to do nothing this year. And these kinds of numbers tell me that the Fed's going to have to do something before the end of the year. Other readings out today reflect stubborn slack in the economy that could support maintaining the Fed's low interest course. Except for new apartments, fresh housing construction remains sluggish and factory output dipped unexpectedly last month. Bernanke made it clear last week those kinds of numbers remain his focus. I don't think anybody can argue that our economy is overheated, that it's growing too quickly, that it's short of resources. Never mind reports that businesses are aiming to raise prices in the coming months. MFR financial economist Joshua Shapiro doubts that will stick there's a big difference between what a company hopes for and wishes for and what they actually end up getting consumers to pay. I don't think consumers are in any position or mood to start paying considerably higher prices. Minutes from the last Fed meeting released today see consumer prices rising at the most by 1.7 percent this year, still below the target. We get January's consumer inflation numbers tomorrow. I'm Bob Moon for
1: Marketplace. Apple announced this week it's going to let media companies sell subscriptions for the iPad. Long awaited is a fair characterization for that development. But Marketplace's Steve Henn reports a lot of publishers aren't happy about it at all.
3: If you buy an app like Angry Birds for your iPhone or iPad, Apple takes a 30% cut of the price right off the top. But buying on iTunes is incredibly easy, so video game publishers embraced the system, and many made fortunes. Now, Apple wants to apply similar rules to subscriptions for magazines, streaming video services like Netflix, and music offerings like Rhapsody. Even book purchases made through Amazon's Kindle app will be affected. James McQuivy is at Forrester Research. From the consumer's
2: perspective, this makes so much sense. I'm already here in the app. You want me to read this new book? Why not just do that by clicking on this button?
3: Thing is, when you buy anything through an iTunes app, Apple takes 30%. So companies like Rhapsody and Amazon that were already selling subscriptions through their apps and keeping all the money are furious. Starting in June, if they want to have an app, they're going to have to give Apple its slice. Shabagash, a law professor at the University of Wisconsin, says Apple may be violating antitrust laws. So it's tying access to the platform.